I uh, want to welcome back to the show someone who I uh, have um, learned to and am learning to admire as I watch her uh, social media and, and so forth. And then my producer seems to be very much taken with her. Uh, and that's Aja Smith. She ran for California's 41st. And um, it was a, it was a successful bid, even though she failed to gain the office. But we're going to go at him again, I certainly hope. I want her to give us an idea of what happened there in the race. And also, Aja, I'd like for you to talk to us about the looniness, craziness that's going on in Southern California. How are you doing? And welcome back. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. God is good and still pushing the fight. God is good and she's still pushing the fight. Well, let's start with this, Aja. Uh, There is a certain, um, I guess, exodus going on from from California, period. Correct. Give us an idea of what you are feeling as a, you're a native Californian, aren't you? Born and raised, California girl with Southern roots. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Talk to us. About, <laughs> talk to us about um, what what is causing it. What's happening? Well, you, you know, for the last fifteen to twenty years, California politics has went further, further left. With progressives taking over every seat of, of local government, regional government, and state government, and the high taxes. Um, no caring for small business owners, letting prisoners out of prison and everything else. And we had Elon Musk. I mean, he's, I, I guess he's liberal or, or left. And he left. He went to Texas. We had Toyota manufacturing go to Texas. We had Hewlett Packard leave out the state. And a lot of people, and I explained to people, even as a business major, this is not good for our economy here in California, even though our governor and opposition say, well, we're the fifth largest economy in the world. And I'm like, you know, I, I hate to say it, but we don't really have a pot to piss in because <laughs> we, we, we it, 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 and it's true. And excuse my language if I offend anybody, no. but we don't where the taxes are going up. Uh, there's no place to live for people to have affordable housing. Homelessness is growing. We have a poor educational school system here where we were once ranked a long time ago. Everybody came to California to retire because we had great weather, great beaches. That's right. And it was a great place to come and even world attractions, Hollywood, Disneyland, you name it. And now it's looking like a third world country here. And you're trying to explain, especially as me as a candidate, and my fight will not stop, to those who are moderate Democrats and those who are in the center, in the middle, that do you really like what's going on around here? And they say, no, we don't like what's going on. But they keep voting for these progressive far left policies, thinking, well, I'll vote for this person again and maybe they'll change. No, it's like a broken clock. You got to really start thinking about your values. You have to start thinking about public safety and your well-being and to get candidates and people like myself who are running for these offices that we have a better solution than the incumbents and those who are far left who are implementing higher taxes and regulations where you can't even open up a uh, lemonade stand without the government coming down on you. And that is the saddest thing about it, Aja. You know, you bring up something here that we uh, certainly need to talk about. You uh, state that 
California is the fifth largest um, economy in the world. But what people don't realize is that that can go away. And yes. uh, we, we also don't realize that America, if she decides to go away, if she goes away, she may not return. And, friends, that would be a sad thing. California, as Aja uh, described it, I, re- I remember that California. I'm somewhat older than you, uh, Aja. And I remember that uh, that California where people were going to. Most of our uh, folks uh, that are out there came from here, you know, in places south, right. like, you, like you said, you know. And so yes. um, uh, what is it that young people don't understand about their American future? Talk to us about that. What they don't understand and me talking to them and some of them are kind of seeing the light as I just talk to them normally and not bash them or degrade them. I tell them you need to read the American politics. You really need to start learning the difference between capitalism and communism and socialism. You need to start researching Mao and Stalin and, and yeah, they teach them Hitler, but you know, Hitler was bad, but they never teach them the real uh, Eastern European policies, the Bolsheviks, and and what they're seeing and what they're being um, taught in schools, and especially in public universities, and that capitalism is bad and you know socialism is great, but it never worked. It's never been proven to work, and that's why we've had um, you know World War Two, World War One, and Eastern Europe fell with the USSR and everything else. And I tell them, you really need to start opening up your mind and expanding your mind on why we as conservatives, and especially myself as conservative Republican, the free market, I, you know, the late great Walter Williams just passed away. Yeah, and I yeah. really wish I had met him and start looking at those videos and reading their perspective and why we fight for what we do on the right versus what you think is great on the far left does not work for everybody. You have immigrants who are coming from communist, you know, from communist countries in Cuba. You have to really start listening to what they're saying. If we're such a horrible racist country in the world, why do we have so many immigrants flocking here? Because they want the opportunity. And that rhetoric that I see, especially with the younger people with Antifa, even um, the organization BLM, I can't say all of BLM because I actually know some people who do disagree with some of the rhetoric. But they said, you know, yes, we do believe in capitalism. We do believe in economic freedom. And I tell them, you know, you're sounding like a conservative here. And they they get all bent out of shape. But it's funny. And to really start, you know, the party, the Republican Party, the GOP, they really need to start messaging a little bit better, actually much better, especially to the younger generation and how to do better community outreach year round, not the day of an election you're doing community outreach, but year round like the Democrats do. You need to start getting involved in the school board meetings and start challenging some of these elected people who are on the school board who want to push a far left ideology in our schools. And that's where it all begins. It all begins in the school system, whether you're in charter school, private school, or even public school. And I went to both private and public, and I mm-hmm. turned out pretty good. Uh-huh. But I, I I, learned. My grandmother made me learn, and so did my grandfather. They were United States Air Force veterans. My grandfather made me learn about communism and socialism because he fought three wars. And and so I, I was very blessed to give an 
give that op, you know have that opportunity given to me yeah and i tried to do that with the other young people and that's what we need to do is start mentoring and start explaining why would they believe and think it's right? It doesn't work. You know, you mentioned uh, sometimes that we have, we run into a lack of understanding of world uh, knowledge and how things work. You mentioned Mao, you mentioned the Bolshevik Revolution and, and uh, what people need to understand. And I'm always encouraged when I speak to someone who, who understands that there are roots to certain things that you mm-hmm. need to understand and what caused them, what, 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 what Mao was thinking, what the Bolsheviks were we're thinking when this revolution happened. And so uh, these are things that help us secure and understand changes and evolutions in our own society. And uh, as long as you and people like you uh, approach young people with those questions, do you know about this or do you know about that? Then uh, I think uh, we might be able to somewhat save the day. Now, your run for office, I want you to tell us, uh, I have looked at your candidacy. I have, uh, when you first came on the show uh, a couple of months, several months ago now, when you first came on the show, I, of course, looked at what you were doing. I just can't see how they did not elect you. You tell me why. Well, <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I have to say I, I did start late because um, I, some people say, you know, maybe it's not an excuse or excuse, but a year prior, my grandmother was diagnosed with terminal cancer. So mm-hmm. for a whole entire year, she was, you know, we all lived together and um, she was on hospice at home. So it, it, my whole entire year before I officially ran was concentrated in helping my mom and the hospice nurse to taking care of her. So yeah. after she passed away, that's when I announced she told me to run again. And I, I will be right by your side and really try to help you. But, you know, fundraising money, you do need money. We, yeah. we do need a lot of money, but we also need more support from the party. And that's from all levels of the party yeah. and with volunteers and to help get the word out. And this time around, I even sought out local endorsements from my local sheriff, Chad Bianco, who's been on the news and he's awesome. The California Fraternal Order of Police, because my opponent who got reelected again, oh, um, he was pushing the rhetoric of defund the police. So a lot of the police unions started backing me, but it was also trying to message with as I say, with the no party preference and the independence to get them start understanding and engaging. This is what Mark Takano is about. He he wants to defund the police. He wants to raise your taxes. He wants to get rid of gig workers. And he he wants to implement in universal health care. He doesn't care about small businesses. And that's what the backbone of my community Forty-one. We have a lot of small businesses and are owned by minorities. And so it's really to try to get that message year round, not the day of election, but a year before, you know, you announce and to start going to community events and start getting involved more. And also, I tell people it is kind of hard to break with you know, trying to get into the college students' heads. But at the same time, I said, if you can help change one, you can help change more. And if, and to me, that's a great accomplishment. And if we really band together as messaging and messaging and really get involved with different, um, you know, like the Chamber of Commerce and going to different clubs and the Rotary Clubs and really start talking about these issues, 
we can flip this seat back to red. This seat used to be red up until 2012. So wow. there is a way. 